Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of James's World. As always, I am your host, Jacob Hams, and we're doing another Weekend Picks episode on this Friday, although I'm recording it on Thursday, so obviously I will not have Thursday night games picked or anything like that. It'll just be Friday night through the Monday night football game. And this weekend and next weekend are probably the best sports weekends you can get. You have all four major, actually, I mean, any major sport you want to. You have uh, the Premier League going on if you enjoy soccer. NBA just came back on, I believe the first day was Wednesday. No. Tuesday. Tuesday was the first game. Had a bunch of games on Wednesday night. Got a few more games on Thursday, but Friday night is the kind of massive slate of games. So I'll be doing a couple NBA picks for the weekend. Obviously, I'll do my usual college football and NFL picks. I'm not going to go into MLB picks because I made my picks last week. Those series are still going on. Unfortunately, it looks like both of my picks might be incorrect for the MLB. But as of right now, they're still going on, so I won't make any picks for that. Um, I'm not sure when the World Series is supposed to start, so I might just do uh, picks for the World Series on... Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode actually but I recorded on Monday but so I might do picks on that for the World Series on that one but right now I'm not going to talk about MLB jump right into NBA weekend first game I'm going to pick is Bucks versus Pacers Friday night Pacers are plus three and a half it is the home opener of the Pfizer Forum or Fizzer Forum, however you want to say it, the brand new Milwaukee Bucks Stadium, home opener, place is going to be electric, I can guarantee you that, even though it might be diminished a little bit, simply because the same night in the same city, you've got the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the Dodgers in game six of the NLCS. So that could reduce a little bit of the crowd for the Bucks, But I think it'll both games can get a pretty good turnout and it won't be too much of a factor, really. So for the game, I'm going to pick the Bucks to cover simply because I just... I've seen the Bucks play in the preseason. They looked pretty good in the first game of the year. I mean, they jumped out to a 20-point lead, but they did what they always do as the Bucks. They've done it the past three years or so. They get up to a lead, and then they blow it and have a close game at the end of the fourth quarter. Like They only beat Charlotte by one point on Wednesday night, and they were up by 20 points at one point. It's just something the Bucks do, which is unbelievably annoying as a fan, but... They still got the win against Charlotte. Indiana had a little bit of an easier matchup. They kind of kicked the shit out of Memphis in their first game, but 
Memphis is one of the worst teams in the NBA. I expect them to be competing for the first pick or best odds to get the first pick. So I don't really push too much stock into that. But the reason why this is one of the matchups that I'm picking is because it's a pretty premium matchup in the East when you think about it. You've got really five teams that you pretty much know are going to be in the playoffs for the East, and these are two of them. You've got Boston, Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Indiana. So these being two of those teams, they're going to be fighting for positioning in the playoffs, and that can start right now. And I believe it's also a division matchup. So you've got these teams, which both think are on the rise. Indiana was the better team last year. They had a better record. I mean, they made it to the same point in the playoffs because both of them lost in the first first round. But most people say Indiana looked like a better team last year, and they think they're still a better team. I would disagree with that because I think Giannis takes us over the top against them. Hopefully I'm correct, which is why I'm going to pick the Bucks to cover because I just think Giannis is a matchup that they have nothing for whereas their main guy Oladipo we can put Brogdon on him we can put Middleton on him we got multiple guys that can defend against him and force him to be active on the defense so hopefully that'll diminish his impact a little bit the next game which is probably one of the best games this early on in the season from what I can remember I mean you got Boston at Toronto Boston is plus three and I mean people are thinking I mean rightfully so these are two of the best teams in the east Celtics are the favorite to win the east but I don't think Toronto is that far behind because I do think they I don't know if they've improved that much I mean they probably did uh, I would say Kawhi's better than Tamar DeRozan so I think in that respect they probably did improve now how that pans out during the season. I still think they're going to have to gel together as a team more so than Boston, which while yeah, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward weren't Hayward wasn't there for pretty much the entire season last year. And Kyrie Irving missed what the last like two months of the season or something like that. So Boston also has a little bit of a gelling together aspect that they need to work out, but their team as a whole has played together more than I think Toronto has at this point, which is why I'm picking Boston. I mean, you can give Boston the points, but I'm going to pick Boston to just win it outright because I do think as of right now, they've got the more talented team. I mean, they just, their depth of Boston is something I don't think Toronto can handle. Obviously, at this point in the season, you never know how a team's going to play. You never know if things are going to work out the way you think they're going to before the season. But just based on the guys they have on the roster, what I saw from Boston against Philadelphia, where they kind of kicked the shit out of Philadelphia, Philadelphia is supposed to be either the second or third best team in the East as well. So I think it's possible they do the same thing to, to Toronto, but... I would expect Toronto to keep it a little bit closer than Philly. 
Now going into the Western Conference, I've got two games I'm picking from the Western Conference as well. I've got Golden State at Utah on Friday night. Also, the Boston-Toronto game is Friday night as well. So Friday night's got quite a few good matchups in the NBA. But back to Golden State at Utah. Utah is plus two. Not surprisingly, Golden State's the favorite in the game. I'd be surprised if Golden State is ever an an underdog in any of their games this year. I'd expect them to be the favorite in every single game, no matter home or away. So I'm going to pick Golden State to cover. It's hard to pick against them at this point. They beat um, Oklahoma City on the first, on the opening night of the season by eight points. Oklahoma City and Utah, I'd say, are close in level for teams. Although I would say Utah is a little bit better, which is why I think you get the plus two instead of a higher favorite. But I think it's just, I can't find myself betting against the Warriors at any point unless they have an unbelievable um, spread. I just don't see picking against Golden State. Two points is not enough for Utah, in my opinion. The game could be close, sure. I mean, Utah's looked good. Let's see, who did they play? I think they've got one game already, yep. So Utah played Sacramento. Not a great game. I mean, they only won by, what is that, six points against Sacramento. So obviously not an outstanding performance because Sacramento's not going to be very good this year. But in the preseason, Utah looked pretty good, pretty explosive. So I would expect them to play maybe a little bit better against Golden State. But I still think Golden State will win the game and will win it by more than two points. It's just... You can't bet against Golden State at this point. They're just too good. And I don't think... It's not like the middle of the season where guys are a little bit tired out and they kind of slack off and give up games to teams they should beat easily. This is the second game of the season. I think Golden State's going to want to come out and show people that they're still, by far and away, the class of the NBA. Now, one of the more interesting matchups for me this weekend is on Saturday night. One of the few games on Saturday night, actually. Actually, no, there's a, there's a few games on Saturday night. It's just most of them aren't very intriguing, really, at all. But one that is, is the Lakers against Houston. It's at LA, and Houston is plus one and a half. I, could not, I couldn't believe Houston was the underdog in this. Like, yeah, the Lakers got LeBron, but who do they really have around them? I mean, you got Rondo starting at point guard. That's not that good. Um, What, you got Brendan Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Um, Who's their starting center? I can't believe JaVel. I don't think JaVel McGee is their starting center. Um, let's see here. Well, they haven't played a game yet, so I don't really know who their stars are. They play their first game tonight. So I don't know what their starting lineup looks like, but Houston was probably the best team last year. I think without Chris Paul getting hurt, Houston beats Golden State and Houston 
wins the NBA championship last year. It didn't work out that way for them. But the, in the offseason, they kept Chris Paul, kept Harden, kept, uh, why can I think of his name? Clint Capella. There we go. They added Carmelo Anthony, who in his first game didn't do too much. But he's still a weapon on offense that can be used. And while L.A. did make moves in the offseason, I don't necessarily think they're going to be a complete team put together here at the beginning of the season. Houston's team has played together. The Lakers haven't really at all. And yeah, sure, they've got LeBron. They've got the best player right now. But it's still a team game, and Harden isn't like a slouch behind LeBron. Obviously, defensively he is, but offensively Harden's going to put up more points, and Chris Paul is also it's not as good of a player as he used to be, but he's still a top-level point guard. I just don't think the Lakers match up well against Houston because Harden and Chris Paul are going to outmatch the guys they're facing against the Lakers easily. I mean, LeBron will probably will do the same thing against whoever Houston has going against them, but it's just, I think there's too much there for Houston, which is why I'm going to pick Houston in these game in this game. Now, like I said, NBA at this point in the season is kind of a crapshoot. You don't really know what these teams are going to be until you get at least like 10 games into the season. Once you get past 10 games in the season, you can kind of look at patterns and stuff of how the teams play. But in the first two, three games of the season, it's kind of rough to make picks. But I'm going to go ahead and try and do it, see how it works out for me. I mean, if hopefully my luck continues because last week I actually had a pretty good record for picks. So we'll, hopefully we'll keep it going this week. Something I did decently well, and I think I was two out of three last week in my picks in college football. So I'm going to go right into college football. You've got four top 25 matchups this week. One more than last week. One team that is back in my picks is number six, Michigan. At number 24, Michigan State. And Michigan State is plus seven. I mean, I watched the Michigan-Wisconsin game. As someone who roots for Wisconsin, Michigan came into that game and crushed my soul, which is why I'm going to pick Michigan to cover. Because I think this Michigan team is very good. They actually have a legitimate quarterback, which is pretty much the thing they've been missing the entire time Harbaugh's been there. If Harbaugh had... A quarterback it was a not necessarily last year last year wasn't that good of a team but the year before that that was easily a college football playoff team I mean he's had top level talent everywhere except for the quarterback position and now the quarterback position is looking like it's at least good enough to get them to the playoff I don't know if it's good enough to win them a championship but it's not necessarily a hindrance to their team anymore. Whereas Michigan State this year has been kind of up and down. They blew some games early in the year. And then last week they went and beat Penn State, which is why they jumped into the top 25. 
now at number 24. I think once again, they fall out of the top 25 after they get beat by their big brother, Michigan, or at least their so-called big brother, even though in the recent history, Michigan State's actually kind of been winning more than Michigan. But historically, Michigan's been the better team, so that's why you get Michigan's the big brother, Michigan State. One of the more intriguing spreads for me this week is number 16, NC State, at number 3, Clemson. And NC State is plus 16 and a half. That is massive. For a top 25 matchup, for Clemson to be favored by 16 and a half points, I mean, that's absurd. Which is why I'm going to pick NC State and the points. Because, yeah, Clemson's a very good team. But also, Clemson, at times this year, I mean, they only beat Texas A&M by like seven points, I think it was. And Texas A&M is all right. But I don't think they're necessarily that much better than NC State is. And Clemson, I don't know if that was just like a lack of um, concentration by Clemson and Texas A&M. But I think it's possible they do the same thing with NC State. Even though it is a top 25 matchup, I think Clemson doesn't probably still doesn't view NC State as a serious competitor. Which is, I mean, I still think Clemson's going to win the game, but I could see him winning by 14 points. I mean, it's easily possible Clemson's winning by 21 and NC State just gets a last second touchdown or something and ends up winning the bet. So that's why I'm picking NC State. I think 16.5 is just too many points to give a top 25 team against another top 25 team. It's just too much, which is why I'm going to pick NC State in that one. Uh, SEC matchup this week, which pretty much every week there's an SEC matchup with top 25 teams. Um, you've got number 22, Mississippi State, at number 5, LSU. Mississippi State is plus 7. I mean, for me, this is one of the easiest picks this week. I mean, this week by far, maybe of the entire year so far, it's LSU. I mean, come on now. LSU just kicked the shit out of Georgia. And I can tell you right now, Georgia's a lot better than Mississippi State. Mississippi State isn't that good. I don't know why they keep getting ranked into the top 25. Maybe it's just because they're SEC or what it is. But Mississippi State isn't that good. And you know what? People will probably say that about Wisconsin as well. And you know what? I can probably agree with you on that. I don't necessarily think Wisconsin should be in the top 25 right now. They haven't been very good. And I haven't seen Mississippi State be very good either, which is why I think this is a really easy pick, LSU, to cover the seven points without a doubt. And then I've got my dog barking in the background. That's always great. But the final college football pick this week is going to be number 12 Oregon is plus three at number 25 Washington State I think this is also a pretty easy pick I mean I don't think Washington State's that good either these these teams that are typically 
towards the back end of the top 25 aren't, in my opinion, all that good. I think they just have somewhat of a reputation. Like Washington State's got what? I think they've they've got Mike Leach. So he's got the reputation of being kind of the, the funky offensive guy where I think that kind of gives them a benefit in the rankings. Also, it's very possible they just made Washington State a top 25 team so they could make this matchup and go to Washington State for um, college game day. Like, that's very possible. They, they, I feel like they do that a bunch. So, I, I mean, this is an extremely easy pick. It's Oregon to cover the three points. I mean, Oregon has played Stanford extremely tough. They played Washington overtime and beat Washington in overtime. And I think those teams are much superior to Washington State. So I'm going to pick Oregon in that one. Moving on to what is actually, it seems like kind of a, a small slate of games for the NFL this week. I mean, I know there's four teams on by this week and the games are kind of more spread out because you've got the first game on Sunday starting at I think 8.30 in the morning central time with it being in London again there was one in last week last week's was actually enjoyed because it started at the normal time so it didn't seem off this week they they've obviously changed it where now it's 8 30 in the morning so whenever i wake up on sunday there will be a football game going on which is also i mean it's kind of nice but i mean it's a game that i will actually want to pay attention to and that game is tennessee who is plus seven against the chargers in london i mean i'm kind of a i wouldn't call myself a chargers fan but I enjoy the Chargers as mainly because of Melvin Gordon being on their team. So I, I root for the Chargers. And I just think I'm going to pick the Chargers to cover here. I The Tennessee Titans are just not a good team. Their defense hasn't been good. Their offense is really, really bad. Like, I mean, the Chargers offense is also very good. They have a bunch of weapons at receiver. They have got Melvin Gordon, who is, I mean, as of right now, he's one of the better running backs in the NFL. So it's hard to say that Tennessee is going to keep with it, keep it in within seven, but weird shit happens in London. Even with that, I'm still going to pick the chargers just because I think they are the better team. And I think, much like last week's game, the better team will prevail by plenty of points in London. I don't, I don't think London's ever had a good game, and I don't expect this one to be their first. The next game is was kind of a tough one for me to pick, but also kind of not really, because it's New England at Chicago. Chicago is plus three, so they're an underdog at home and New England coming off obviously a huge win against Kansas City which is why I could see them kind of letting off a little bit even though that's hasn't been their MO I mean usually once the Patriots start rolling they keep rolling whereas Chicago 
was rolling, and they stumbled last week against Miami, which I think might have been kind of a mental lapse. But also, Miami game-planned pretty much around Khalil Mack, and they did a very good job of it, which I would expect the Patriots to look at that tape and to do some similar things to kind of avoid the impact that Khalil Mack has on the games, which is why I'm going to pick New England to cover the points. Now, the next pick is just really difficult for me because it's Cleveland plus four at Tampa Bay. And like, I think I reluct, like, I think I have to pick Tampa in this, but I'm like really reluctant to do so because I don't, I still don't think Tampa's good. I don't think Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. I don't think Tampa Bay is a good team. Sure. Tampa Bay's got pretty good weapons on, on offense, or at least for the receivers, their running back position is dog shit. But at the receivers, they've got pretty good weapons. But Jameis Winston is their quarterback. And I just, I don't think he's good. I don't think their defense is that good. But the only thing is they're going against Cleveland. And while Cleveland has performed obviously better than they did last year, this year, they're still not that good of a team, which is why I think I've got to pick Tampa in this one even though every instinct in my body is telling me to go against Tampa Bay, I think my mind is going to overrule that and pick Tampa Bay in that one. One of the more surprising lines or spreads is Detroit at Miami. And Miami is plus three. Miami just got done beating Chicago. And... I don't think Detroit's better than Chicago, so I don't understand how Miami's the underdog here, which is why I think this pick is pretty easy for me. I'm going to pick Miami. I could regret that. It could have just been like a one-time thing of Miami playing out of their mind with Brock Osweiler for the first time, and it could easily go downhill very quickly. I sort of expected to, but I still think Miami will win or I mean they don't even need to win they just need to lose by less than three points so I think that's possible because Detroit in my opinion still isn't that good of a team even though they did kind of kick the shit out of my Packers although not really because if Mason Crosby had an okay game in that Packers probably still would have won that game but that's besides the point um, another decently easy game to pick for me this week is Carolina plus four and a half at Philadelphia. I mean, I'm going to pick Philadelphia in this. I think playing the Giants might have kind of kickstarted their offense a little bit, which has struggled so far this season. And Carolina's defense has not been nearly as good as it has in the past. It's actually been pretty it hasn't been very good this year, which you can pretty much say about every defense. But Philadelphia's defense has actually been pretty good this year. And I would expect them to do a, a good job of kind of shutting down the weapons that Carolina's going to throw at them. I mean, 
which isn't that many. It's basically just Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. Um, if you're them, you're not really that afraid of Devin Funches. Um, Greg Olson's still trying to come back from his broken foot, which I don't think he's 100% from. So he's definitely diminished in what he can do, which is why I think you just got to gotta roll with Philly in this one. I think Carolina is – this is going to be a down year for Carolina, as we've kind of already seen. And I think Philly's starting to hit their groove a little bit. Not too much, but it'll be good enough to for them to win by more than four and a half points. Now, the next game is a, game, is a matchup between two teams that I don't really know what to think of. Because it's Buffalo plus seven and a half at Indy. Now... I've seen Buffalo beat some good teams this year, which doesn't make any sense. And then you've got Indy, who keeps it close in most of their games, but that's a lot of the times due to just some garbage time comebacks by Andrew Luck. So I don't know really what to think of either team. And just because I feel like Indy struggles to score unless they're down by like two touchdowns, I'm going to pick Buffalo with the points. I think it's still probably, it's still like, I still, I would still pick Indy to win this game just because of Andrew Luck being their quarterback. But I think Buffalo keeps it within a touchdown. The next game is Cincinnati plus six and a half at Kansas city. This one's pretty clear cut for me. Kansas city, Kansas city, in my opinion, even though they did just lose last week to New England, I still think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. I think if they see New England again, Kansas City is going to win that game. So pretty much every game from here on out, I'm picking Kansas City to win. The next game is Minnesota at the Jets. The Jets are plus four. The Jets have... The Jets offense has kind of picked it up here the past two weeks. They've they've looked pretty pretty good. Minnesota's defense, however, this year hasn't been all that good. But I could see them getting to Sam Darnold a little bit. So I'm gonna pick Minnesota in this one. Not as a I mean, I don't think they're gonna blow out the Jets. I could see it being a touchdown game. Much like um what they beat Arizona by 10 points last week, and I would say the Jets are better than Arizona. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout game, but I'm still going to pick Minnesota because four points is in kind of a odd number, and I just I just think Minnesota's going to win by more than a field goal. So I would expect Minnesota to cover the four points. In a division matchup this week in the AFC South, you've got Houston plus five and a half at Jacksonville. And for this one, I'm going to take Houston in the points because Jacksonville's defense has not been good. I mean, obviously, you, you saw it. Like, Dallas scored 40 points against Jacksonville. Dallas' offense sucks. And even though Houston's offense hasn't been that great this year either, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. 
but their defense just has not been up to par as it was last year. And Jacksonville's offense looks awful. Blake Bortles just looks really, really bad. He had the one pretty spectacular game against New England. But since then, he has been awful. So I'm going to pick Houston to keep it within five and a half. I'd still say Jacksonville wins the game, but I could see it being like a field goal game because I don't think either team's going to really break away from the other one because I think Jacksonville's defense, even though they haven't been as spectacular this year, is still good enough to keep Houston pretty low scoring. And Houston's defense is also pretty good, so I would expect them to keep a, a hold on Blake Bortles in the completely non-high-powered Jacksonville offense. One of the more intriguing matchups for me this weekend is New Orleans at Baltimore, and New Orleans is plus two. For me, I'm going to pick New Orleans in this. I know Baltimore has been pretty good this year, I definitely think they're still they're definitely legitimate contenders to make the playoff. But I think New Orleans just has too much. While New Orleans defense hasn't been that good, which is why I think it it'll probably still be a close game. Uh but I'm gonna pick New Orleans in this one to win it outright, even just because I mean Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas. I don't I don't think Baltimore's defense is going to be able to take uh, they're not going to be able to eliminate all of those guys from the game. It's just not going to happen. Which is why I, I think New Orleans is going to win this game. Even though it's at Baltimore, Baltimore overall as a team maybe be better including their defense, but offensively New Orleans just has too much. Another division matchup going on this week. You've got Dallas coming off massive win against Jacksonville is plus two at Washington. For me, I think Dallas is going to kind of fall right back down to earth because they were riding really high after this past weekend. But I think Washington's going to come in and knock them back down because, I mean, Washington's not a bad team. I think a lot of people thought they might take a step back with Kirk Cousins leaving and replacing him with Alex Smith, but they really haven't. I mean, their defense, in my opinion, has probably gotten better. It definitely feels like their defense is better than it was last year, and their offense hasn't really taken a step back as some people thought it would, which is why I'm going to pick Washington to cover the two points because I think Dallas Dallas is going to take a step back. There's no possible way they can play as well as they did last week. And I think Washington is just kind of a steady team. I think that's what Alex Smith does. He keeps your team pretty steady. So I think that's what is going to happen this week. I think things are going to right the ship with Dallas. I think they're not as good as they were last week. So I think they're going, they've got to come back down. The final division matchup for the week. I don't know if this is the Sunday night game or not. Let me actually check on that. 
Uh, let's check here. That'd be kind of a weird Sunday night game, but it's possible. Oh, no, it's not. So Kansas City-Cincinnati is the Sunday night game. This one's just at um, 325. So it's the Rams at San Francisco. San Francisco is plus 10. That's to be expected. Um, once again, I mean, even though I'm pretty sure in the last two episodes I've picked the Rams as a lock, and they've lost both of those picks for me, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to pick the Rams again to cover the 10 points. Even though 10 points is a little bit much, I just don't think San Francisco is going to keep it up. I mean, San Francisco had a heartbreaking loss on Monday night where they, they had a chance to win it, and they blew the game against the against Green Bay. So they could be kind of reeling off of that whereas Los Angeles or LA is just kind of steady rolling. They're the only undefeated team left. I think they probably keep it that I mean, they're obviously going to keep it that way. I don't think they're going to lose to San Francisco, but I would expect them to win by two touchdowns against San Francisco because last week against Denver, I think the main reason was there was some weather. I believe it was snowing before the game. Although seeing the game it looked like they had cleared out the field extremely well it didn't you couldn't really even tell that much that it snowed so i don't think that was as much of an issue as people think it is i just think but i also think denver is overall probably a better team than san francisco so i would i'm gonna pick la to win by two touchdowns in this one now the monday night game is the new york giants at plus five at Atlanta and the Giants suck. Um, their number one receiver is, I mean, he's crazy. I mean, he was punching and headbutting a fan on the sidelines last week. Like, he's just, it. the things he does don't make sense. And uh, Eli Manning sucks. He's not a good quarterback. I mean, he used to be at least a a good quarterback. Never a great one, but he was at least good before, and now he's not even good. He's just he's 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 a very below average quarterback in the NFL right now. Which is saying something because the average quarterback in the NFL right now isn't that good. So Eli Manning really just not very good at all. And Atlanta finally winning a close game last weekend. They almost blew it, but they didn't. So they finally got that. And, I mean, I just, you got to go with Atlanta in this one because the Giants are just an awful team. And right now, seeming like an awful, I mean, they're one bright spot, Saquon. And, like, I thought he wouldn't be this good right away, but damn, that kid is good. I don't want him to be because I, he's from Penn State, and he is one of the reasons why they had to come back and beat the Badgers in the Big Ten Championship game. But he is an extremely talented running back. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. But even with him, I think Atlanta's going to be able to pass all over 
this Giants defense, which I don't think is very good either. And I mean, when you only have Saquon as pretty much your weapon because Eli can't really do much, it's pretty easy for a defense to kind of eliminate your offense. So that's why I'm going to go with Atlanta to cover the five points. And that's going to be the end of today's episode. As always, you can subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. You can listen on SoundCloud. And just remember, everybody, this is James's world. You're just living in it.